The best-selling console game in the world is get a re- getting a rebrand next year. Plus, a freelancer shares some knowledge and then yells at us for listening to him. Tonight is May 15th, 2022, and the Bobby Blackwell Show featuring your calls and chat comments is up next. So, so love, you would say uh, even if... Like it, it, okay, I'll let you go. You talk. Wow, what, what happened to your voice? Thank you, Skype. So video games, that's what the show is about. This is that one, Akia Ripper from uh, Sweden. And what's with all the Halo hate, Bob? You've been hating on Halo a lot lately. I, I just don't like shooters. I'm not saying it's a bad game, I just don't like it. Billy O'Kay says he can't be seen in public playing games that aren't hardcore, what would people say? And what up, G and Chad is once again talking about wrestling. That's why it's it's not because they hate the fans. It's more because they have to start from scratch. Uh, hogwash. Later. From a little room in Atlanta, Georgia, Bobby Blackwolf. Yeah, you want to know it's hogwash. It's a Windows update. Changing things around and not realizing it until it's too late. Hello, everybody. And welcome to a late edition, uh, about eight minutes late. I do very much apologize for that, of the Bobby Blackwell Show, where we discuss the current news affecting the video game industry, as well as sometimes reminisce about gaming's history. My name is Bobby Blackwell. If you're joining us live here on the Voice of Geeks Network, welcome. Thank you so much. Uh, we do tape the show live each and every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, at the Voice of Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash vognetwork. Come join us uh, live and join us directly, including uh, figuring out what a hogwash emote would be uh somebody said there should be a hogwash emote especially because we're going to be talking about uh, a topic that some people don't really care about uh what what would uh what would an, an alert for hogwash be or an emote for a hogwash not an alert i don't do alerts on the podcast like other twitch streams uh but but what would what would that emote look like we do have emote slots i can't we can add more emotes to our twitch so um and uh pod culture says pig in a shower you also got to realize like we're not uh, at least i'm not a good artist um and we are working with like 16 pixels by 16 pixels so it's you know at, at the smallest variant of of an emote so um and Questbird says please don't make it a hog in a wash tub no i i'm thinking it would be more just like uh the text like hogwash and maybe have it blink red because we have like five animated emote slots and we can make it blink like that. Um, that's what I'm thinking about uh, about that. So, uh, yeah, um, let us know. If you can't be here live, uh, we do have a Discord server, vognower.com slash Discord. That is where we talk throughout the week. There are stories that are posted to that throughout the week, uh, and you can participate that way. And uh, you you might even be able to get access to the the emotes in there. So the hogwash emote would, uh, that we do on Twitch also shows up in the Discord server. So even if you're not here live, um, uh, e- even if you're not here live, you can still participate in in uh, that stuff. So uh, since I started late, let's just get right into to the big news that I wanted to talk about. And I understand that we don't usually talk about this all that much uh, here here on the show, um, but we're going to talk sports a little bit. Because um, a big, huge thing happened in sports video games this week. Uh, And and it actually concerns the best-selling console game in the world, which is a lot of... of, which which is hard to to imagine when you know we do, especially us here on this show and the 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 
audience that we have on this show, we don't usually talk about sports games. We don't usually have sports games. We don't usually, uh, you know, play sports games. A lot of the people in this audience don't. So when we think of, you know, what's the best-selling game, uh, we think of like a mobile console game. We think of like maybe a Call of Duty or something, or, you know, we wish it was more of an RPG like Final Fantasy or something like that. Uh, but it's actually FIFA, uh, which is uh, football, international football. Uh, or uh, in America we call it soccer because we already have a game called football where you don't use a ball with your foot at all. Uh, it's hand egg. Uh, but uh, the biggest game in the world is EA Sports FIFA. That is the best, the the best, the, the biggest and the best selling console game on the market right now worldwide. Because you got to realize that football is the most popular sport in the world. You're probably sitting there, wait a minute, no, 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 it's American football because, you know, look, look at how many people watch the Super Bowl. A lot more people watch the UEFA Champions League final uh, than the Super Bowl. And you, and if you're in America, you have no clue what the UEFA Champions League final is. Trust me, uh, more people watch it, but America is so good at making the spectacle bigger that the Super Bowl seems bigger. But... Uh, so- soccer, global soccer, uh, international soccer, club soccer is, uh, and club football is the biggest sport in the world. And FIFA is the video game about that sport, which is why it's the best-selling uh, game. Also, it's got a whole bunch of the microtransactions, the, the football ultimate team, a lot of live service type elements. Like 71% of EA's re- yearly revenue comes from stuff like FIFA. So... And uh, E3 VL says Super Bowl is all about the trailers and halftime show. That's why also actually why international football hasn't probably taken off in America is because the great thing about that sport is it only stops once at the halftime. There are no commercial breaks. There's no timeouts. They go for 45 minutes plus however long the, the referee says that you dilly dallied. So they have to add more minutes. Then you take like a 15 to 20 minute halftime and then you go another 45 minutes plus however many long and then the game's over. And most of the time, if the game's tied at that point, the game's still over. And Tiger Claw says, and soccer is a sport that, uh, that every country in the world plays. The game is very simplistic. That's not true. Unlike American football, that is strategic. I'm sorry. No, international football at the pro levels is very strategic. Uh, and and it is very very intricate in the the different formations and what you can do. It's it is that's kind of like saying basketball is very simplistic, and it, it's it's not. So anyway, FIFA EA Sports FIFA was the game, and and it still is the game for one more for one more year. But starting in July of 2023, that game is getting rebranded. EA actually posted a, uh, a page on their site, on EA.com, that says, To football fans everywhere, I want to start by thanking this incredible community of more than 150 million fans for helping build the world's biggest football entertainment platform, EA Sports FIFA. After nearly 30 years of creating genre-defining interactive football experiences, we will soon begin an exciting new era. Next year, EA Sports FC, now FC stands for Football Club, uh, will become the future of football from EA Sports. Alongside our 300-plus licensed partners across the sport, we're ready to take global football experiences to new heights on behalf of all football fans around the world. 
Uh, everything you love about our games will be part of EA Sports FC. Uh, the same great experiences, modes, leagues, tournaments, clubs, and athletes will be there. That also means that everything you don't like about uh, the game will also be in EA Sports FC. If it's in the game, it's in the game. Uh, Ultimate Team, Career Mode, pro, uh, pro Clubs, and Volta Football will all still be there. So, you know, if you if you don't like the Ultimate Team stuff, well, guess what? It's still going to be there. Our, our unique licensing portfolio of more than 19,000-plus players, 700-plus teams, 100-plus stadiums, and 30 leagues that we've continued to invest in for decades will still be there uniquely in EA Sports FC. That includes exclusive partnerships with the Premier League, La Liga, Bundesliga, Serie A, and the MLS, and many more to come. So those other leagues are the big leagues that are in Europe. MLS is Major League Soccer. That's the one that we have here in America. It's probably... Um, it's not the best league in the world, which is also why Americans don't like soccer as much, because America is not at the top. Uh, Premier League is the premier. Like, that's where everybody wants to go. And so we'll get players here that their dream is to play in Europe. Whereas, like, if you play, let's say, basketball or hockey in Europe, your dream is to go play in America. It's the opposite in soccer. American soccer players dream to go play in Premier League. Like, that, that is their goal. And that means that they're not here for long. Um, this new independent platform will bring fresh opportunity to innovate, creative, and evolve. This is much more than a game of symbol. As EA Sports, we're uh, committed to ensuring EA Sports FC is a symbol of change. We've dedicated uh, to meaningfully reinvesting in the sport, and we're excited to work with a large and increasing number of partners to expand to new authentic experiences that bring joy, inclusivity, and immersion to a global community of fans. I look forward to sharing more detail on these plans in the coming months. EA Sports FC will allow us to realize this future and much more, but not before we deliver our most expansive game ever with our current naming rights partner, FIFA, for one more year. We are committed to ensuring the next FIFA is our best ever with more features, game modes, World Cup content, which is important for this year because the World Cup is this year, clubs, leagues, competitions, and players than any other FIFA title before. Uh, we are incredibly excited to build the future of global football with all of you, and we'll be happy to share more info in ES EA Sports FC in summer of 2023. The future of the sport is very big and bright, and football fandom is reaching across every corner of the world. Global football has been a part of EA Sports for nearly 30 years, and today we're ensuring that it will, will be for decades to come. Uh, Mike Deft says uh, that the thing I will say about this is that FIFA needed EA. EA doesn't need FIFA, especially especially since most clubs, leagues, and federations are going to be in EAFC anyways. So this is not uh, th this is not the analogous to the NFL pulling out of their deal with EA. Um, that's not what this would be uh, because the NFL is a league. It would be if EA had a. Um, and there's really for American football, there's no analogy. I can probably use basketball as a better analogy because there are other basketball leagues in different countries. Uh, so it would be if like and uh, instead of NBA 2K, it was basketball 2K uh, and you could play in the NBA and the WNBA, but also in the leagues that are in Europe, the leagues that are in Japan and China and Russia, and then also all the international teams that play because they have their own international tournament as well as being at the Olympics. Uh, so it would be more analogous to that. So this is bigger than just like the NFL pulling out uh, because EA has the license for the leagues. All they have from FIFA is the name 
and the FIFA sponsored tournaments that FIFA runs. So those are like your World Cups uh, and and stuff like that. Even the the regions have their own federations. It's really interesting, like looking at all the different things that happen in global soccer, where we're so used to like a single entity owning a sport, like NFL owns football, Major League Baseball owns baseball in America, like in, you know, even though there are other baseball leagues, uh, really it's Major League Baseball and the clubs that are underneath Major League Baseball with Minor League Baseball, but it still calls up to Major League Baseball. Whereas with soccer, everybody has their own stuff and they work together. Tire Claw says, uh, you just run around kicking a ball. That's very simple to do. That's like most sports. But to be able to kick the ball well against other people that are trying to stop you from kicking the ball, that takes a lot of strategy and skill. SJ Winner Matt says, I won't feel too sad for FIFA. They're not the most up and up governing body. Yeah, we can we can we're not gonna go into that part of it. Questbuster says people aren't going to stop playing EA soccer because FIFA isn't on the box anymore. They already cut deals with players, clubs, etc. to see that they'll still be in their game. Yeah, and people are like, well, they're not going to call it EA Sports FC. They're, they're going to still call it FIFA, and that's fine. Um, they're, they're, people are going to shorten it to FC. They're going to play. Are you going to want? Are you want to play a game at FC? That's what they're going to call it. Uh, everybody's like, you know, they're, the name changes. The name change is not that big of a deal. Mike Daff says, the summary of all this, if you both uh, follow both FIFA and EA closely, FIFA wanted a bigger cut from the EA FIFA money. EA probably didn't want to share a bigger cut. And, e- and FIFA is just like, I'm out. And EA is like, okay, bye. I'll, I'll do all this directly. Uh, because Mike Daff says, Pro Evolution Soccer and also eFootball. Uh, has exclusive teams and leagues uh, as well. Um, if you follow world football, you'll know what I'm about to say, or you'll, you'll understand the teams. If you're if you don't follow world football, you're gonna be like, who's that team? But like, even EA Sports doesn't have certain teams. Uh, I believe there are three teams in Serie A, which is Italian. That's the Italian football league. But uh, Juventus is not in FIFA. Uh, they changed the name. They have the players, but the the actual club is not in FIFA. They they have like a generic name, and I think there's two other clubs in Syria that have an exclusive partnership with Konami. Uh, and so the only way you can play as Juventus is in Pro Evo Soccer or eFootball or whatever they're calling it now. And 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 there are other. It was never really an exclusive partnership. There are also like Football Manager games which are very popular for people who like the strategy of uh, you know where how how do you f- do formation of players when do you sub in go into the transfer market try to build your team do all those deals and stuff like that and 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 you know wh- what can you do in this transfer window and those also have the real teams because nobody ha- there's not really much of an exclusive with a lot of these leagues so there are other soccer games out on the market that aren't FIFA, but FIFA was the big one, the EA Sports FIFA, and EA Sports FC is going to be that uh, without having to answer to FIFA. Because I think some of the other things that were that the rumblings that I was hearing was that FIFA was exerting a little bit more control, and they were not allowing EA to do certain things, which might be good or bad. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know exactly what those are. And also the reason EA had to do a lot of the microtransaction stuff was because of all the money that FIFA wanted and FIFA wanted even more. Uh, So maybe getting rid of the FIFA name frees them up to 
I, I wish I could sit here and be optimistic and say, oh, well, maybe they're going to like let up on the microtransaction stuff. No, they're not going to do that. Now they're just going to keep all the money instead of giving it to FIFA. ZenMonkey11 says, uh, there's already a free football game I saw on PS4. They're ready to take over. Uh, FIFA made EA in Europe. EA didn't make FIFA, so EA is toast in the EU. I wouldn't be so sure about that. Um, because the, the new people are going to be used to playing that game, and all the game is doing is they're changing the name. Uh, so they're still going to sell out there. And also EA Sports is still... Uh, I believe it's like the primary sponsor of the Premier League. So all the television broadcasts for Premier League, all the all the the ref, uh, the, uh, the refs have the EA Sports patch. So EA is still going to be advertising to the football audience. Uh, they're just going to call themselves EA Sports FC. S. Jonah says it came out in a conference call that EA, uh, from EA that 71% of their revenue comes from live services. So it's sports titles, Ultimate Steam stuff, and Apex. Uh, Apex Legends. So EA is not going to give up any part of that pie or stop doing loot boxes. So, sorry. Don't think about that. Um, now, FIFA, on their part, uh, has said, uh, yeah, screw you. Um, I will say that EA, uh, they've got quotes from Premier League, La Liga, which is, uh, I believe that is, La Liga is Spain. That's Spain's league. Bundesliga, which is Germany. Uh, UEFA, which is the overall confederation for European club soccer. Uh, Common Ball, which is the South American, uh, like international, and and uh, that that's the governing body for all the South American soccer teams, club and country, uh, and then Nike, because you know, why not? Um, but uh, FIFA says, um, yeah, they're they're, go- they're going to do their own thing, and they're going to be the definitive game. Video Games Chronicle reports that in its own statement, FIFA said that the split from EA will allow it to launch new football video games developed with third-party studios and publishers, quote, providing more choice for football and gaming fans, unquote, in the lead-up to the FIFA World Cup Qatar uh, 2022 and the FIFA Women's World Cup Australia and New Zealand 2023. Um, We're still going to get a new FIFA game from EA Sports in 2022, so that's going to have the World Cup for this year. According to the footballing body, discussions are currently ongoing with leading game publishers, media companies, and investors in regard regard to the development of a new FIFA simulation football game for 2024, which would directly compete with EA Sports FC. Sooner than that, multiple non-simulation games are already under production and all will launch in the third quarter of this year, the first of which is described as a tailored gaming experience featuring the FIFA World Cup Cutter 2022. Additional projects are under discussion with publishers ahead of next year's FIFA's Women's World Cup, it said. In a strongly worded statement, FIFA president Gianni Infantino, uh, which I believe is uh, translates to, to to large baby. I forget what Gianni translates, but I know Infantino is, is, is like, anyway, I don't know my Italian, even though technically I am Italian, uh, insisted that only games carrying its official license would be credible to fans of football. Uh, quote, I can assure you that the only authentic real game that has the FIFA name will be the best available for gamers and football fans, unquote. Uh, and he continues, quote, the FIFA name is the only global original title. FIFA 23, FIFA 24, FIFA 25, FIFA 26, and so on. The consistent is the FIFA name and will remain forever and remain the best, unquote. He added, quote, the interactive gaming and esports sector is on a path of unrivaled growth and diversification. FIFA's strategy is to ensure that we can make the best of all future options and ensure a wide range of products and opportunities for gamers, fans, member associations, and partners, unquote. 
It was first revealed in October of last year that EA was exploring the idea of renaming the Blockbuster Games franchise due to a naming's rights disagreement with world football governing body FIFA. According to a New York Times report published the same month, negotiations between the pair stalled due to EA's desire for more rights and FIFA's alleged demand for EA to double its payment for the license to $2.5 billion over the next decade. More recently, in comments uh, provided anonymously to uh, Video Games Chronicle, CEO Andrew Wilson implied in an internal meeting that the company was indeed ready to move on from the FIFA license and could even thrive without it. He told staff that the FIFA license had been an impediment to EA's ambitions for the game series. Tiger Claw says FIFA doesn't spell quality when it comes to soccer games. That's EA's doing. FIFA is going to struggle as third parties try to make soccer games on EA's level. It is not unheard of to strive to make a sports game on EA level, uh, on EA's level. Uh, anybody remember NFL 2K5, which was the better game uh, than Madden? Yeah, it, it's possible. Uh, will Konami be the ones to do it because they do Pro Evolution Soccer? No, I don't think they're going to be the one to do it. But if, if FIFA really wants to have a simulation game uh, like that, um, they're going to have to it's it's an uphill climb but it's not insurmountable because it's happened before um 2k games has has taken over a lot of those ea like uh, nba 2k is now the premier uh basketball game uh and it's not nba live anymore which was the ea sports one um triple play baseball doesn't exist anymore uh the mlb the show got the exclusive for it so it could happen but I do know that it's a logistical nightmare to get all those different leagues together. It's not like you're just negotiating with the NFL and the NFL Players Association. You are now negotiating with all of those leagues. And EA Sports FC and EA Sports FIFA has like 20 different leagues from around the world. Like you can play in the Saudi Arabian League and it's got the real Saudi Arabian teams and the players and Turkey, uh, the Turkish Super League. Uh, it's got you know Japan and Korea and China and, and they had Russia. They've taken Russia out recently, even though I think last time I booted up they were still in there, but they, they were in there. Um, and so getting all those licenses and having it all work together, that is not something – I don't think they're going to have a fully-fledged game by 2024. Uh, FIFA will probably have a new title that's fully uh, fully fleshed out if they give it time by 2025, 2026. But EA Sports has that head start. One of the things, if you are into American sports like I am, uh, especially when your, uh, your alma mater won the national championship of said sports, is that this is a good look at how a college football and I'm talking American football, college football game is going to happen with EA now that we have name, image, and likeness because instead of negotiating with the NCAA, EA Sports is probably now just going to work directly with the conferences, the school conferences. They don't necessarily need the NCAA and the NCAA's blessing to be able to do this. And uh, they're going to start working with the actual conferences and the schools, individual schools, and then the individual bowl games. Uh, and the only thing you really need the NCAA for is if you include any of their official tournaments, which top college football doesn't use an NCAA tournament. The college football playoff is technically a different organization. It is not the I'm, I'm pretty sure it is not the NCAA. 
I believe the college football playoff is a separate entity that can be negotiated with separate of the NCAA. And so that's kind of going to be the kind of the same thing that's going to happen in the college football world. Now that we have name, image and likeness, and we're going to be able to pay the players to have their name and image in the game instead of just giving them a number. And we're like, yep, we know who that is. I'm going to, I'm going to use the roster edit tool and change his name. It's going to be the same thing that's going to happen there. Questbuster says someone at EA Legal probably breathed a sigh of relief when the exit from FIFA became real. We're going to move on to another story. Somebody go wake pod culture up um, because I know pod culture doesn't want to hear about the sports ball stuff. So he's gone. Uh, But uh, maybe go wake him up. And because now we're going to talk about Street Fighter. So it's now esports. But but somebody go wake pod culture up because I'm I'm done talking about sports for a little bit. But let's talk about Street Fighter. Let's talk about the fighting game, uh, fighting game world and about how to be a professional in this industry. And the thing is, the video game industry if you're working in the video game industry, it is a small industry. The video game industry makes a lot of money. There's a lot of a lot of games out there, but ultimately, it is a small world. Uh, networking is key, and your actions are key as well. And that was even before social media was a thing. If you went to conferences and you were a jerk. If you if you went to an E3 or a GDC and you were a jerk, people talked about that. And then if you tried to get hired at one of those companies, they will remember that. It's a lot easier uh, to in the age of social media to be able to see what people are like. And this is an interesting story because it it comes from somebody with knowledge of the situation who is no longer under NDA, um, but he uh, decided to share some knowledge. And then he yelled at people like me, like literally podcasters and bloggers and stuff uh, for reporting on what he said. So we're going to talk about what he said. Uh, I did not reach out to him. Uh, he's deleting a bunch of tweets. I'm, I'm not interested in, in that. I'm going to tell you what happened and the responses. Uh, turns out his knowledge might be faulty. So let's go ahead and get that out there, that his knowledge and what he said is most likely not true. But he did actually is suffering some consequences for doing this. Uh, and S. Jeremiah says, the story is so much of a non-story, but this composer made it a thing. And it, it, the, the story itself is a non-story. It's more about you got to realize if you want to get into this industry, because I do have some people that are listening to this show that want to get into the video game industry and work in the industry. You got to realize that it's a small place. Everybody... You will know somebody everywhere once you work in the industry a little bit, and they will all remember. And in this public society that we're in now with social media, you've got to be careful with what you do. Nintendo Life, which was one of the uh, places that this composer was rallying against and very upset at, uh, says Street Fighter fans might want to pour one out for a favorite character that's been a part of the series ever since Super Street Fighter 2, at least according to Street Fighter V composer Daniel Lindholm. Um, Faye Long may not feature at all in future Street Fighter games. The character Fei Long, a martial artist and action film star from Hong Kong, is Capcom's tribute to legendary martial artist and action film star Bruce Lee. And it seems like the Lee family has recently changed its mind when it comes to non-serious depictions of the deceased actor. So he did a... um, So what he did... So this composer, Daniel Lindholm, 
Uh, and by the way, this story apparently is false. Like, th- that is not true. Fei Long has not been... Bruce Lee's family has not asked Capcom to not use Fei Long anymore. That is not true. So let's get that out of the way. Like, it's not... That's not true. But the composer live-streamed a YouTube Q&A, and uh, it has been taken down. He did this on May 7th. And... But he did a Q&A on YouTube saying, Hi, I composed music for Street Fighter V. Ask me things. Let's talk about it. Let me, you know, I work in the video game industry. I wrote music for Street Fighter V. Let's talk about it. And so the quote that came up uh, he uh, was about this. And so this is the actual quote. And I do the video. I don't have access to it anymore. He deleted the video. Uh, he's, you know, forcing people to take it down, I guess, if they have copies. I don't know. But he said, quote, a character that I know we won't see at all. There's been a lot of discussion about it. I mentioned earlier a character I would like to rewrite the music for would be Faye Long. I do have other sources, not only Capcom, but friends of mine in the U.S., who are very close friends with the Lee family. And they have basically said that any kind of resemblance to Mr. Bruce Lee is now omitted for comedic effect or comic stuff. It needs to be honorable. That's why we won't see Fei Long again ever, unquote. So that's what he said. And note he said, I have sources, not just Capcom, but also the Lee family. And you got to realize he is doing this as he's saying, I wrote music for Street Fighter V. I have insider knowledge. Let's talk about Street Fighter because I worked on Street Fighter. I have, I have intimate knowledge of the project, which he was a freelancer. So he wasn't actually always in the boardroom. They, con- they free- contracted out to him to write some music. Uh, and then he wrote the music. They paid him for it. And, uh, you know, he was probably under NDA, but now that Street Fighter Five's been out for a while, those NDAs do expire. They're not forever NDAs. So they're not taking any legal action against him because I, I don't believe he broke any laws. He did not break any contracts or anything like that. So this became news because here's somebody who literally worked on Street Fighter saying, yeah, Fei Long's not going to come back. My source, I have sources, not just with Capcom, which implies he has Capcom sources, but also the Lee family saying that he's not coming back. And so people reported, and he's like, wait, why are you, oh, you clickbait people. How dare you? How dare you? The problem is that uh, a bunch of places like uh, VG247 reached out to Capcom to verify it because that's what you're supposed to do. You see something it's a, that's being uh, some an allegation. And you reach out to the source and say, hey, would you like to comment on this? And obviously Capcom says, we do not comment on rumors and our speculation, the standard response. Uh, and they've re- they, at the time, they had not gotten a response from the Lee family yet. So Daniel reached out to Nintendo Life, uh, and he wanted to clarify. So this is his clarification. He says, quote, the opinion was mine and only playful hypothetical thinking. It was just my opinion, not Capcom's, and my source is an independent third party. You literally said your source was Capcom because you said not only Capcom. Now, the problem that has happened here is he then went on a thing saying he was blacklisted by Capcom, which is probably not true. Um, well, well he, he probably feels he was blacklisted. And he might have wound up being blacklisted in the sense of this is a very small industry. Um, 
but he was not currently under contract with Capcom, and Capcom has apparently informed him that they will not be using his services in the future. He is a freelance composer. He does, he never worked for Capcom. Uh, he was a 1099 consultant uh, for Capcom for, for the most part, either as, uh, uh, directly or hopefully he had his own LLC uh, that, that he went through. That's how you're supposed to do it if you're like that. Um and so that's how he worked with Capcom, and he hadn't worked with them for over a year, and he was probably hoping, yeah, Street Fighter Six, I'm hoping to be a, a composer, and Capcom's like, yeah, no, we're not going to use you anymore. Which he then turned around and said, Capcom has blacklisted me, which is more them saying, okay, you didn't break any rules, but we can't trust you anymore if you're going to go around and say that and cause our PR team to have to respond to these things. Uh, it's there's so many other gaming composers out there that can write music for Street Fighter Six. We don't need your services anymore. Now, for this, the Bruce Lee family did respond to the claim Lindholm said was hypothetical thinking. Uh, Bruce Lee said uh, on Twitter, quote, We never made any comments of this nature. We have no idea who Daniel Lindholm says his close friends of the family are, but his comments are entirely false surrounding the Bruce Lee family, unquote. So basically, the whole Fei Long thing is not true, but... Uh, I, this is a cautionary tale for anybody who maybe wants to try to make it in the video game industry and continue getting jobs, especially if you're a freelancer, that you may not want to use your experience as clout and then say things like that and then get upset that the rest of us pay attention to you. Because if you're a representative, if you're acting as a representative of somebody, uh, we, and you claim to have insider knowledge and literally say, I have sources multiple sources, not just Capcom themselves, then yes, I'm going to believe you. I'm going to believe you more than I'm going to believe like some Reddit post or some some Reset Era or NeoGAF or anything like that. I'm going to believe somebody who actually worked on the game before I will believe, believe an anonymous throwaway post on Reddit. And so it may be true. This may be true. Um, and everybody's just doing damage control now, but this is probably a headache that Capcom didn't want to want to deal with. As General Matt says, he spoke as an employee while being a contract employee of Capcom. While he speculated, he still spoke as an employee there. Whatever you say carries weight and could mess with the company you work for. Don't be shocked if they decide not to bring you back. If he's as talented as folks say he is, uh, then he will land on his feet. But this more or less makes a thing that doesn't help him. Unfortunately, when people Google him, this is what's going to come up now. Tire Claw says, even if you have a Twitter that says my opinions are my own and you work for a company, anything you say regardless will get a company in trouble regardless. Uh, for the most part, yes. Um, it, well, kind of. Like, there are consequences for speech. Um, and even if you don't say that you work for somebody, your actions can still reflect negatively if people learn that you work there. Um, there's a reason I don't necessarily give out where I work for my day job. Because I've had some opinions that have upset people, and they would love to contact my employer and tell them what a bad person I am and that they're never going to buy their products. And my employer is going to be like, well, we don't sell products to consumers anyway, so we, we have nothing to boycott. Mike Def says, don't say stuff you're not sure of, especially for clout. You'll get shut down, and it's all your own fault. He was, Daniel in home seemed more uh, upset that, I, that people like me are talking about. Like, he's probably, he, if he knew I existed, which hopefully he doesn't, uh, he'd be very upset I'm talking about this right now. Because this is not what he wants. Um he he's he was very upset that uh, like Nintendo Life reached out to Capcom like that was the problem was that they took him seriously and reached out to Capcom for a comment 
S. Jaron Matt says, at my job, we have a social media post that we share with all incoming employees. There's a Twitter post of a former employee who tweeted at a press person saying, I work at blank. Feel free to DM me with any questions. Is to serve as a warning because your company is always watching out for themselves. Yes. The, just like you should be watching out for yourself, the company is going to be watching out for themselves. Quest says, what's that smell? The smell of burning bridges. I smell a music break coming on, uh, so I can I can I can rest my voice for just a little bit, and then we'll talk to Rob a little bit about some of this stuff and probably some of the other stuff going on in the video game industry. You're participating with the Bobby Blackwell Show. You're in the Voice of Geeks Network at Twitch.tv/vognetwork. I was chosen as the very best, like no one ever was. That was the Video Games Live Kickstarter reward. I'm not above using Kickstarter rewards for bumpers if I'm allowed to, which they said I was allowed to, so I did it. Uh, if you want to leave a bumper, um, you don't. I, I'm, you know, I'm not going to necessarily pay Kickstarter rewards for every bumper, but if you want to leave one out of the goodness of your heart, uh, all I'm looking for is an audio or video file of just your voice. I will choose what DMCA violation I will attempt. Uh, in the background, and I will risk uh, about coming back to the Bobby Blackwell show. That would be fantastic. Um, usually, uh, at this point, I do t- try to take calls, even though I haven't uh, multiple times. Uh, but uh, I started a little bit late, so we are actually running a little bit behind schedule. Uh, so I apologize. So we won't be taking calls. But usually, uh, if you go into the Green Room Voice Chat channel over on our Discord server, vognetwork.com slash Discord, uh, that is where uh, I, I can see you in there because it's a voice chat channel, and then I can pull you into another room. And if you do that during the music break, even if I am running late, if I see like somebody in there, I might actually go ahead and just uh, take take the time to speak. Um, I also do want to mention uh, that I am a proud member of the Georgia Influencers Network. They, uh, uh, it's a bunch of uh, streamers, YouTubers, uh, Instagrammers, stuff that are in Georgia that work with the Georgia Game Developer Association. Uh, in, in in conjunction with them, remember small world. How about that? Uh, and they wanted uh, they they generally will send out things for people to read, and so like sometimes my stuff gets read on other people's podcasts. Uh, but we have the um, AI ASIFA, the uh, the Southern U.S. chapter of that uh, is going to have their biennial ha- their biennial hybrid animation and conference festival 2022. It's going to be on July 29th and July 30th. Uh, there's going to be a venue in Al- uh, Atlanta at the Robert C. Williams Museum of Papermaking. It's a free public event. It will be open to all online with pre-registration starting in June. Uh, so there's going to be more about that uh, at AF- ASIFA-South.com. And unfortunately, the person who sent this did not actually write what ASIFA stands for, which is why I haven't said what it stands for yet. So um, I will I will probably let them know that I need to look that up and See, see what it is. I, I, I've talked about it before. Yeah, the, even even their website. This is great. Their website even says, "Yeah, no, we're we're ASIFA." Like they they don't say what ASIFA stands for. Thanks. But anyway, so for, like if you're in animation and stuff, and you're in the Atlanta area, it's mo- mostly geared towards college students. But I believe they're going to be doing some online stuff as well, uh, showing some stuff at uh, on 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 Twitch or YouTube and stuff like that. So, coming up next, 
here on the Voice of Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash vognetwork is Orange Lounge Radio. It's three people out in Sacramento, California. They talk about games for much, much longer than I do. And we like to check in with them and see what's uh, what, what they're thinking and what's going on in their world. Uh, so uh, while we wait for them to uh, connect, Sacramento, are you there? Hi, I'm here, Bobby. How are you? Uh, I am doing well. Do you have any uh, insider information uh, from from Capcom that you want to share or no? No, not at this time. (laughs) In fact, I I distinctly remember a time Capcom specifically didn't want to talk to us. But I mean, granted, that was many years ago. But Mm -hmm. I remember that. So Mm -hmm. the way you treat people, they'll remember it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is a small industry, and also, like, it, mm-hmm. and that's also something to know. If you're a streamer or a podcaster or something like that, uh, you need to realize that PR people, the PR world for games is even smaller, and mm-hmm. they all do talk to yeah, each true. other. Uh, there, are, there are people in the PR world that still remember me, uh, mm-hmm. even though I don't actually do anything. Like, I don't contact any PR agency anymore. I don't look for free codes or anything. That's in the past, but they still remember me. Um, I, I'll tell you I'll, here, Bobby, I'll tell you a funny story. I don't think I've ever told this on OLR. And you, you may or may not know this because it's going to be an E3 story. Okay. And uh, I'm not going to say – so you know, to cover, cover CYA, I'm going to not name who the company is. But I'm going to mm-hmm. say that this company was showing a game that I was very interested in seeing. And I think you were with me because I think you were interested in seeing it too. Maybe mm-hmm. you'll remember this. So we go up to the counter, and I recognize the guy that's doing PR for the company because him and I had been at like a holiday party for a mutual friend together before and i was like hey i don't know if you remember me i'm rob i do this show uh this podcast we're trying to see if you have an appointment to get in and and see this game and he goes i bet you don't remember my name do you i did and i'm really bad with the name sometimes Mm -hmm. i knew he has a very he had a very unique name and i remembered his name and i was like oh yeah no hey how are you uh and he was like and he was i think he kind of had that moment and that little bit of a reaction, like he might have been embarrassed to like call me out that I probably forgot it mm-hmm. and I remembered it, and it went right to sure we can get you in in the next showing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, so the reason he probably did that is because that's a common tactic. Oh yeah, hey, we know each other. We you know yeah, of course we know each other. Yeah yeah yeah. And the so guy he forgot me. Yes, that's most. That's probably like my guess is that's what happened i don't actually remember that story so i don't don't know if i was with you for that or not somebody was but it might might have been dark soccer although it's not it's not a game she would have been as interested in seeing yeah yeah so um i'll message you after the show yeah uh but but yeah like that's that's a common tactic especially because i get to do software con or in the before times i did software conferences from work and people would actually like the, the salespeople that were at the booths would come up to me read my name off my badge and act like we were friends and lack like we hung out before, and it's oh, it's good to see you again. They've never heard me before, they, you know. They, they, <laughs> but they were doing that for the sale, and so I'm sure that PR people at E3 get the same thing. People they've never heard of before are coming up. Oh yeah, you're you're PR here. Yeah, we're buddies. We're friends, and they're like, uh huh, sure, yeah. mm-hmm. yep, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So so this is funny that, that, how that works. But you're right. Yeah, it's a small world, and uh, people will remember, you know, um, yeah. how you treat them and all that. So yeah, and they also remember what you do and how you, mm-hmm. tr- you know, and, and and how you carry yourself, and they talk to each other because mm-hmm. that that is a big thing. I when I follow a, some PR people, uh, there are people out there, YouTubers especially, Twitch streamers are like, I want free game. Give me free game. And then, you know, they don't do anything with it. Like, they, they give it away. 
or they resell it on the G2A. Like that's another thing that like people will do. And so it makes it real hard for like PR agencies to vet YouTubers because there's a lot of them trying to overwhelm just trying to get free codes. And then mm-hmm. they the people remember that. And then also like there's a big thing or there was at one point people who were impersonating outlets. Oh yeah, I'm so and so with PC Gamer. Here at my personal right, Gmail right. address. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm on behalf of PC Gamer, and she's like, I literally just talked to your boss at PC Gamer. Oh, no, no, don't worry about him. No, no, no. So It's funny. Yeah. So so everybody wants to get free codes. I don't want free codes anymore, so I never get to talk to the PR people anymore. So it's kind of sad. But, <laughs> but we'll get over it eventually. So uh, I guess uh, what else? You, I know. Are you going to be talking about the sports ball thing? I know sports ball really isn't your thing. Are you even going to be? Is it on your show roll tonight? I, th- I think we'll pass. Okay, you, you did a good job. Good. You did a good job covering awesome. it. Perfect. <laughs> Great. I'm glad I could help here on the Voice of Geeks Network. So, what are you going to be talking about tonight? So, are your favorite Bobby rumors? rumors? I just talked about it, one. Uh, we're favorite. gonna. We're, well, actually, that is coming up later because that was talked about in our Discord, and um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of interesting angles that. But we'll, we'll talk about that later in the show. Uh, we're going to talk about a pretty big one. I mean, I don't. I believe it or not, I don't love to talk about rumors, but um, when you post something and then the company copyright strikes it to get it down within a matter of moments that's a little something we call the streisand effect yeah uh and it almost pretty much guarantees that it's real so that happened with a highly anticipated game that's been speculated about a lot and i'm sure you all know what i'm talking about but we'll get into that tonight for sure uh there's also a nintendo indie world we'll talk about as well and i think this is kind of neat um gamification of education and in this case it's twitter uh gamifying learning about their privacy practices and this has nothing to do with any of the other reasons Twitter has been in the news and everything right. to do with something they've been working on for a little while. And I, I have a very special place in my heart for education gamification. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's pretty cool. So we have all, all those fun stories and more tonight. And, and more about Fleetwood Mac albums, right? Of course. Of course. It's a, it's a good album. It is. Orange mm-hmm. Lounge Radio is a good podcast and it's up next. Thank you. Thanks as always, Bobby. So uh, that is it for me. I will be back next Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, hopefully on time this time. Hopefully there's not going to be a Windows update that's going to delay me a little bit. Uh, next Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, right here at the Voice Geeks Network, twitch.tv slash vlog network. Come join us directly. Um, also, uh, the, the following week, I'm still going to be here, but the following week, uh, the Memorial Day weekend, that is MomoCon here in Atlanta. I haven't gone since 2019, but I am going to be going uh, just as an attendee, not as press, uh, not as a streamer or anything. But that is going to be at the Georgia World Congress Center on May 28th, or it's that weekend. I am going on Saturday. Uh, and there's an Atlanta United, uh, I'm an Atlanta United FC uh, season ticket holder, hence why I care about the FIFA stuff. Uh, there's actually a match that night right next door. So I'm going to be going to Momocon during the day, then taking off the geek stuff, putting on the jersey, and going in and watch us be disappointing again. Um, but but we, we'll talk about that later. But Momocon, if you're going to be at Momocon, uh, let me know, and maybe we can meet up sometime on Saturday. I'll be down there on Saturday. Uh, I am on Twitter at Bobby Blackwolf. That's where you'll see more information about where I am at Momocon or on our Discord server, vognetwork.com slash Discord. 
If you like the show, tell a friend. If you hate the show, tell an enemy. I don't care. Just tell someone. The show is not for everybody, but it may be for somebody who does not know about it yet, but we would not be able to make this live show work help without uh, work without the help of the chatters who go above and beyond. You being here is really all we ask, but uh, those that go above and beyond, uh, much really great, uh, really special place in our hearts. Uh, so thank you. Um, we got a new follow tonight, uh, a couple hours ago, actually. T. Goodwine Jr., welcome. Thank you so much for following. Michigan's Rated with uh, with a couple of viewers. So thank you so much. Michigan's went off the air and rated us and brought brought their community to ours. Thank you so much. And Pod Culture gifted a sub to Matt Cube. Thank you so much for the gift sub there. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and hit this button, and uh, I will talk to you all next week. And uh, remember, it's a small world out there. You never know who's watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed yourself tonight, and I'll see you next week. Bye. A winner is you. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only, and are not necessarily the opinions of the Vogue Network, people who need to hire new voiceover guys, or your mom. Although if Bobby said it, it really should be. This has been a production of Bobby Blackwolf Studios.